you a bloody Mary's. We wish you a bloody Mary's. We wish you a bloody Mary's and a spoopy new year. <laughs> this episode will be reviewing Silent Night, Deadly Night. The two kinds of night. <laughs> I, I'm a wet-ass Krampus, Alex. <laughs> and I'm the elderly immortal man who has a list of your children's names and addresses, who breaks into your house at night to empty the contents of his bulbous sack all over your shagpile carpet. Sean. Who is this? <laughs> oh, it's Sean. You, Sean. <laughs> um, so, content uh, notes for this uh, film is sexual violence, rape, child abuse, violence, swearing, and uh, a sack full of spoilers. Fa la 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 la. Hello. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, Silent Night, Deadly Night uh, is a 1984 slasher film directed by Charles E. Sellier, mm-hmm. or Sellier mm-hmm. Jr. And it features a cast of largely unknowns. Uh, it largely features a cast... <laughs> it's cast as... Of... Large and unknown. <laughs> <laughs> The cast members are mostly unknowns um, and large, um, and the the women all tend to have been in other kind of B horror movies, oh. uh, but the men not so much. Um, it opened on the film that is opened on the 9th of November nineteen eighty four, the same day as another classic slasher. Do you know what? No. Well, a Christmas slasher or just a no, general slasher? No, just, just a general slasher. Just a one-of-the-mill slasher. A common a garden slasher. No, no idea. Nightmare on Elm Street. Is it is. It actually had a wider release in terms of how many screens it was on oh. than Nightmare on Elm Street and initially outgrossed it considerably. Wow. Yes. However, oh. there was a plot twist. So the film and its release were not without its controversies. Oh, no. Um... Uh, mainly due to the marketing of the film, um, the uh, Parent Teachers Association uh, were horrified by the adverts depicting Santa Claus as a murderous, axe-wielding maniac um, and claimed it was making children terrified of Santa Claus. Do they show um, like, well, that's funny, they can't show them like mainstream, like daytime. Well, movie. this is the thing. Uh, there's been a lot of um, kind of discussion about what made this so controversial and they think it wasn't necessarily the contents of the advert but the timing of when they were scheduled because it was uh, before Little House on the Prairie so (laughs) it was literally like daytime TV Um, so protesters picketed the theatres that were playing it Uh, They were known as the Citizens Against Movie Madness (laughs) and there was was a, a, a branch Called Mothers Against Movie Madness or uh, MAM. Maybe a citizen for movie madness. <laughs> I think we are. A mom for movie madness. <laughs> um, so, in response to the protests, the film's distributor, TriStar Pictures, pulled the advert 
They also withdrew the film from theatres as well, 10 days after it was shown, first released, I mean. So uh, you wonder if it would have kind of outgrossed Nightmare on Elm Street on the whole, had it not been for all of this controversy. Yeah. Um, because I think normally when there's this sort of like uproar, it kind of strengthens the films. Yeah, people go, want to yeah. see it. But they didn't really have the opportunity to do that this time. And I wonder, because I do think it's a really good film. I do as well. I, I wonder if, for once, this kind of censorship actually did really damage a film's chances. Yeah. It has later become a cult classic, but... It's not, like, that well known. No. no. So, in the original title for the film was Sleigh Ride, but sleigh as in Yas Queen's Sleigh. <laughs> Sleigh the house, Santa Mama. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was changed last minute to Silent Night, Deadly Night. I prefer that. Um, what, the original? No. No, oh, same. Um, in re-releases uh, that came later, all of the advertising for the film was focused on the initial controversy not on the content of the film. Mm. Um, so ultimately, all of this hoo-ha um, <laughs> meant that the director, Charles Sellier, had difficulty finding work again as a director after this film. Oh. Um, uh, and he went on to produce films instead. Um, the The backlash wasn't anticipated at all. Um, if anything, they thought it would be about the portrayal of like an abusive Catholic orphanage. <laughs> rather than... Um, I suppose that wasn't a de rigueur then. It's become quite a thing now. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Yes, which kind of makes it clear that it definitely was just when they chose to play the adverts that were the source of all of the, well, I mean, the drama, like, aren't they? I'm surprised that they were allowed to just like, advertise horror films in the middle of the day. Like You don't really get that. Well, I don't know. I, don't, I can't even remember watching TV with adverts on. No, same. <laughs> Um, so the film was filmed between March and April uh, of 1983, uh, mostly in Utah, um, and all of the outdoor scenes were shot first because the snow was melting. The original title for the much better known Christmas film, uh, Black Christmas from 1974, mm. um, 10 years prior, uh, was Silent Night, Evil Night. Oh, um, good. No, but there's no connection between the films. It's just a coincidence, a quinky dink. A, a Christmas quinky dink. <laughs> yeah, it's a Christmas <laughs> miracle. Um, the film wasn't critically well received. Uh, one reviewer, I know, one reviewer gave it zero stars, Aww. which I think translates to zero pumpkins. <laughs> um, they called it a worthless splatter film um, and said, what's next? The Easter Bunny is a child killer? Question mark. Yes, yeah, same. Let's I don't it. have any issue with that. I found a good article on The Nerdist from 2019, which was celebrating its 35 years since oh. release, um, written by Rosie Knight. And she oh, notes... Rosie Knight, that's a nice yeah. name. <laughs> and night. Rosie Knight. From The Nerdist. <laughs> I'm writing in 2000. <laughs> so uh, she notes that it's a unique slasher because it focuses on the killer, not the victims. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, and I guess the difference there is that in normally in a slasher film, you get more of the kind of the childhood, the backstory in like a prequel or a sequel that comes afterwards That's after the initial true, film. Yeah. Um, but the whole point of this was the the backstory that yeah, led like to what, um, what builds up to the snow. Yeah. 
She also describes it as a character study in sadness and violence. Um, um, And she goes on to say, and I quote, On watching, it's easy to understand why it was rejected by the mainstream. Repurposing the iconic, family-friendly character of Santa Claus as a spree killer was one thing, but the greasy strangeness of the finished film that seems to delight in tormenting children was something else altogether. Greasy. <laughs> yeah, quite a greasy strangeness, I'd say. <laughs> um, the... Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it was... Uh, the the film found a more forgiving and appreciative audience uh, when it was released on home video in 1986. Oh. And we know that 1986 was a very special year, don't we? Is it because you were born then? Yes. <laughs> I was born, as was the cult following of... <laughs> you came out of the room and then the VHS tape popped out. <laughs> yes, which is why I think so fondly of this film. Because we, because we we shared a womb. <laughs> um, the film has gone on to have four sequels and a 2012 remake. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and that, that's all, really. That's That's... The, the film in a nutshell. Well, in a Christmas pud. <laughs> As they say. In a Christmas nutcracker. Yeah. <laughs> we begin in a fast-moving vehicle. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. And we're introduced to a five-year-old Billy Chapman. Mm -hmm. We're told it's 1971. Um, Do excuse our (laughs) demented cat in the background. (laughs) 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 So excited for Christmas. (laughs) Um, We wish you a fairy Christmas. Um, we're introduced to a five-year-old Billy Chapman, who's an angelic-looking child who's sat in the back of the car with his parents, mum and dad. And mum um, is holding a very ugly little baby, really ugly baby. <laughs> in a lovely blue suit. Um, uh, and that's uh, little Ricky Chapman. Yes. Um, and they are going to visit a nursing home in Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, to visit his grandfather. They have a little bit of chat about how excited they are for Christmas and uh, Billy's concerned that he won't get home in time for his bedtime because Santa only comes when everyone's asleep. Yeah, um, administrative nightmare. Yeah, so just, just some Christmas bureaucratic <laughs> chat. <laughs> um, they arrive at the uh, the institution where the grandfather is staying. Um, well, he's not staying, he lives there. Um, yeah. And the, uh, the the doctor, or whoever it is, yeah. has said he's taken him into the recreation room. Yes. And the very bleak-looking rec- recreation <laughs> room. Nobody else there, yeah. yeah, with a few sort of limp, red, <laughs> bobbly bells hanging from <laughs> the room. Bobbly bells! <laughs> Please welcome to the stage. Bobbly bells. Um, and uh, Grandfather sat in his dressing gown, staring straight ahead. <clears throat> he looks a bit like a slender Santa Claus, actually. Who does? Mm. Himself. Yes, and they speak to him, but he just continues blankly staring ahead. He's obviously a little catatonic mm. and isn't saying anything. And then the doctor's like, oh, I've got his paperwork. We can go through it in my office. And then they leave five-year-old Billy Chapman with this terrifying, <laughs> <laughs> blankly staring mute man. <laughs> um, 
And when they're out of the room, uh, Grandfather turns to him and is just like... Animates. <laughs> yes, he animates all of a sudden. And he uh, he starts saying, uh, Santa only, only gives presents yeah. to good boys. No, he's like, Christmas Eve is the scariest night of the year. Yeah. If you see Santa Claus tonight... You must run for your life! <laughs> and then laughs like a maniac. <laughs> and then he says something like, uh, if you've done anything naughty this year, you'll be punished. Were you a good boy? And yeah. he's like, yes. He said, you didn't do anything no, naughty. At all. <laughs> he's like, no. He's like, you'll be punished. Um, and then the uh, he does a, a maniacal laugh and then the, yeah. the parents return. And then he returns to his static... Uh, a static stoic uh, <laughs> um, state, <laughs> um, and then they leave, um, and then we see another scene of uh, a man in a convenience store mm-hmm. behind the counter, and a man comes in dressed as Santa Claus and uh, shoots him. He, <laughs> he, 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 at the end, turned on the phone. Uh, he, he holds, he holds up the, uh, the, the shopkeeper, um, and the shopkeeper reaches for a gun, but he shoots him and then goes through the till himself and only gets $31. 31 dollars. Um, dollars. Yeah, and then he gets in his little red car and drives away. Mm-hmm. And then we see the other car, and everyone's dozing a little bit, but then, um, Billy, um, Billy's very worried because he said that the granddad has like said all this horrible stuff about how Santa's gonna like kill him and stuff. <laughs> He's gonna be punished. Yeah, and the parents believe him to their credit. Yes, they do. And they say we'd better get in touch lie? with yeah, yeah. They better get in touch with the doctor yes. and tell him that granddad's been trolling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, they're driving, and um, Billy dozes off. And they notice in the road, in the dark road, mm. um, that there's a car that's pulled over and someone's flagging them down. And as they approach, they realise it's Santa Claus. It's Santa himself. And they say, shall we wake Billy? Um, and obviously Billy wakes up and is obviously already terrified by Santa at this point, <laughs> uh, which doesn't bode well for the rest of the film. Um, and then, so they, they he, he doesn't want them to pull over. He says, let's keep driving. He'll punish us. Um, yeah. But they pull over anyway. And then Santa shoots at the car at the window yeah and then uh billy gets out of the car and runs across the road and hides behind some snowy twigs a bushel (laughs) um a festive bushel Um, (laughs) and uh the uh he shoots so the dad who's been shot already like falls out of the car door and then santa goes around gets mum out Drags her onto the road, yeah. rips open her top, and she's not wearing a bra. Yes, um, which becomes a recurring a theme. theme. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and then uh, he sort of straddles her, and Billy's watching and is horrified. And then he slices her neck. Yeah, um, which we don't see first time round, but it's implied. But then later we see a, fla- a flesh beak. Yes, a flesh beak. <laughs> <laughs> We then flash forward to three years later. Yeah, I don't remember what happens in terms of just like, that's the end of the scene. What happens to Santa? Well, Santa gets up and is like, where are you, little boy? And then um, it cuts to and then it later cuts. on. Yeah. Okay. And then we arrive in 1974. Here we am. At, uh, here we am. <laughs> at an orphanage where Billy and Ricky are celebrating Christmas, although it's not very celebratory. No. <laughs> um, 
And the uh, the mother superior there is a very strict woman. Beach. Um, yes, but then there's a nice nun called Sister Margaret, or mm. Mr. Sargret. Mr. Sargret, <laughs> Um They're all doing Christmas uh, pictures. Oh, and, yeah. yeah they get, like, they say, Billy, come and bring your picture up. And he brings it up, and then it's like this kind of dismembered Santa and like dismembered reindeer. Yes. And he gets sent to the office of the mother superior. Yes. Um, and she's very unsympathetic to the fact that, of course, he's a little bit triggered at Christmas time, um, having seen his parents being brutally butchered by Father Christmas himself. <laughs> um, and she's uh, so she sends Billy to his room um, and says he's not to leave. But then Mr. Sargret uh, <laughs> comes up uh, at another time and he's watching with a grimace on his face That's out of the window, window. <laughs> while the other kids are all playing in the snow having lols. Um, and Mr. Sargret comes and so um, <laughs> and uh, and says, "You can come out." She says, "He says no, I have to stay here." And she's like, "It's fine, come and play with the others." Um, and then she takes them outside, and no, so basically she says, "Come outside," and then disappears. And he then like is following her out, but hears this kind of like sort of moany, groany noise. Oh yeah, um, and so like follows the sound like down a corridor, and then like peeps through a little keyhole and uh, where he sees some lovers, some tender loving. In a steamy embrace. Yes, they're, they're nude and yes. they're, he's playing with her nipple and she's playing with his bum. <laughs> gently stroking his it. bum, yes. <laughs> um, and Mother Superior uh, arrives behind. Yes. Um, and she, uh, she kind of drags him away and then she bursts into the room and admonishes them. And whips them and with her belt. whips them with her belt for doing sexy times. Um, and then outside, she's like, "What did you see?" And she's yeah. like, "Nothing, Mother Superior." And she's like, "Do you know what they were doing?" And he says, "No." And she's like, "Oh, good." But then uh, she, but, yeah, he's like, he, they're bad, and they 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 thought they wouldn't get caught, but they got caught, and they've been punished. Oh, so what yes. they did was bad, which is significant. And um, and yet, no, she then says, uh, "Punishment is necessary. Punishment is good." Good, yes. Yeah. And then she whips his bum yeah. sometimes. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> with uh, with her belt, and then uh, leaves him be. Um, and then we see another scene on Christmas morning where she say she says to Sister Margaret that. Um, you'll see that my technique is working. And because Sister Margaret's like, you know, he's been through a lot. He's, yeah. uh, he's like, you know, he'll be, be behave again after Christmas. It's just Christmas that he's like this. And she's like, well, but it's still Christmas. And yeah. she says, I'm going to make him meet Santa Claus. He's going to sit on his knee. She's so like, then, I don't think that's a good idea. Yes, and she uh, was right. The sister is like, yeah, something like, you'll come to learn, I don't care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the kids are all sat around the Christmas tree and Father Christmas is there and Billy is being dragged against his will to sit on his knee mm. and she like makes this little girl in a little pinafore dress get up and run away from Santa. Yeah. <laughs> and she sits him on Santa's, on Santa's knee and he's he, like screaming yeah. and then he like punches yeah Santa. he punches him um, and <laughs> he like falls down. falls down and his nose is bloody <laughs> and then Billy runs up the stairs and kind of sits behind the door and cowers yeah and then we flash forward again yeah ten years later to the spring of 1984 is it spring? oh I suppose that yeah okay carry on yes yeah. because we see the lovely montage of him yes yes um 
and uh, we see a toy shop called Ira's Toy Shop, mm-hmm. or the IRA Toy Shop, <laughs> um, <clears throat> which was named after the producer, who's called Ira. Called IRA. Called IRA. <laughs> um, and uh, Sister Margaret is in there, um, speaking to the toy shop owner, who has very thin hair. Yeah, um, he's not very nice to look at. No, he's not. Um, and... Uh, she's just, he's like, I, I've told you, we don't have a job. I only have one job and I need a man, not a boy. Um, and obviously by this time, Billy is 18. And she, uh, he says, I need someone who can carry uh, boxes. big boxes around in the stock room. You know, I need a big strapping man. <laughs> and she's like, okay, I understand. But, oh, here's Billy now. Perhaps you'd like to meet him. And then the camera pans up from his feet. And <laughs> Billy has turned into an Adonis uh, and a, a beefcake. <laughs> yeah, and is beautiful and yes. divine. <laughs> and um, big. <laughs> and big enough big, to move big, boxes big. around. Um, so he gets the job there. But it's really funny because it's job is like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's really like, um, yeah, kind of excited by it. <laughs> Um, and then uh, we see a little uh, kind of funny montage about him working in the toy shop, being great at his job. And it's like a really like, cheesy kind of upbeat song, just like, if you love working with people, yeah. <laughs> and then like, and this is, like, <laughs> is that the song? No, oh, okay. Customer service with a smile. Lifting those boxes, straight in the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's a bit where he just like straightens up a little book on a shelf, and you see the the toy shop manager just like smiling and nodding. It's like like a cheesy advert. It's like, mm, yes, yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he develops a little crush on his coworker Pamela, and there's some little flirty bits uh, going on between them. And then he has a there's a bit where he has like a little. Um, sexual fantasy about her. Oh, yeah. And the way that the ca- the camera kind of pans up from their feet and then kind of focuses on his, like, hairy bum crack yes, for a while. Yes, his hairy cravine. Yes. It's very his hard. Hairy Christmas cravine. And you see a little bit of his pubic triangle. You do, yes. Um, so that Christmas treat. <laughs> yeah, so they're doing little, uh, little sexy times, but then all of a sudden he has uh, memories and flashbacks about his mother um, being straddled by Santa yeah. with her boobs out. Um, so obviously... Uh, not only has Santa ruined Christmas, but he's also ruined sex for him as well. Yeah, and he sees like a kind of like a hat, like a Santa like arm coming out of the dark with a knife and stabbing him. Mm. And then he wakes up all sweaty and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, so uh, we we then are arriving at Christmas. Mm. And uh, Billy's being a bit bullied by his co-worker, yeah, who's a bit, a bit of a dick. You see, basically, he's like really loving his job, and then there's just a bit where it's the was Christmas, so they like unfurl this kind of Christmas banner, and it's got Santa's face on it. His like face just drops, ah, and yes. Billy's just like, oh, no. This is the turning point. This is the, the beginning of the end. It <laughs> is. Um, and then, uh, so he's being a bit bullied by his nasty co-worker. Yeah. Um, and then we find out that... Um, that the person who was supposed to be playing Father Christmas in the shop. has been injured and can't do it. Um, so uh, Mr. Sims, the boss, uh, casts Billy in the role. And Billy is so eager to please. He's like, I'll do anything, whatever, just say what it is. And then he sees himself in the mirror dressed as Father Christmas. Yeah. Um, so he's sitting there 
um, with all the kids and parents around, and a little girl sat on his knee, looking terrified. And he's uh, he's like kind of whispering to her, just like, um, "Have you been a good girl?" <laughs> <laughs> it's really intense. And, and, and she's just like, "Yes." <laughs> it's like. You've done nothing bad because I know you'll be punished. And, and the parents are watching from the sidelines, be like, "Isn't he good with the kids? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he doing a good job?" Yeah. Um, and then he gives her a little candy cane, a candy, candy cane, cane. <laughs> and then uh, she runs off crying to her mother, and they're like, "Ah, yes, like so Christmas. good with kids." <laughs> um, and then, uh, so we see the final night. Um, yeah, and the manager closes up the locks of the door and goes, uh, well, so it's time, let's get shit-faced. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they have a very bleak-looking Christmas party uh, where there's like six of them stood around. Yeah. Um, Billy still dressed as Santa, except he's got his beard pulled, pulled down, down to reveal his beautiful so angular face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a snowy lion. Yes, um, <laughs> I was just remembering earlier, there's a bit where like she's just like, when he first tries it on, and she goes... Fat and jolly. And, uh, yeah, I was at the day we were like, fit and jolly. <laughs> and then you were like, with a bowl full of cummies. <laughs> <laughs> Which then I realised didn't make any sense. <laughs> I was thinking of that, that thing where it's like, with a... And his belly wobbles like a bowl full of jelly. And I was thinking, belly full of cubby. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't gathered, we, 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 we've quite got the hot for Billy and the murderous Santa Claus. <laughs> um, the, um, so yeah, they're having their little drinky party. Oh yeah, and, and Billy's not into it. And uh, Mr. Sims is just like, how are you doing? And he's just like, just thinking about my parents. And he's like, ah yes, we, uh, young boys should always be thinking about their parents at Christmas. And he's like, they are dead. They're dead, actually. They are dead. And he's like, oh Christ, I forgot. <laughs> um, but then we see a moment where the bully colleague... Uh, yeah. is trying to uh, seduce Pamela, who he's got a little crush on, and take yeah. her to one side. And he's using a little bit of holly rather than a bit of Yes, <laughs> come and kiss under this sprig of holly <laughs> as the song goes. <laughs> um, and then he takes takes her back and then... Uh, and then we see them smooching in the aisles and Billy's a little hurt Billy by this. Billy looks devoured. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, and then um, he's just like, I've got you a present, but you need to come through here. So he takes her off into the uh, staff-only yeah. uh, stockroom thing. It's not for everyone's eyes. Yeah. Um, and she's like, why don't you give it to me out there? And he's like, oh, I don't want everyone to see this present. <laughs> and then he starts... Um, Smooching at her and smooching at her. <laughs> well, yes. Well, um, and it's not that she's into it, but yeah, not she. She realised she didn't want that Christmas present. Yeah, and he's very, very gropey. And Billy uh, walks, sneaks, sneaks in, in. His jingly suit. <laughs> yeah, he has bells all around his cuffs, <laughs> so it just makes sneaking quite the challenge. <laughs> but he does an admirable job because they don't hear. Um, and he comes in, and then um, he watches for quite a long time while he while the bully colleague is like rips open um, Pamela's top and is straddling yeah, no, her. No bra, <clears throat> no bra. Once boobs, again, just straight boobs, away. straight boobs. <laughs> um, 
and uh, is obviously in the early stages of a rape. Um, yes. And Billy is having flashbacks yeah, to... And he's uh, getting all sweaty and stressed and looking very triggered. Yes, and, and he's having flashbacks about his mum. Yeah. Um, so he eventually, probably a little bit too late if you yes. ask me, um, goes up and pulls the bully away from her and then gets some Christmas lights and ties it round his neck and then with a, a, a mighty strength yeah. lifts him up by his neck. By one arm. And he he sort of hangs limply by his neck until it like cuts into his neck and he and dies. dies. And then he drops him. And Pamela, who uh, is obviously very distressed by her <laughs> ordeal, yeah. um, is like, you idiot, what have you done? Yeah. Yeah, and then um, and then he takes a um, like box a cutter. yeah like a box cut knife thing and cuts her from the chest up into the boobies. And I think this is again this is where he starts saying like punishment is uh, necessary. Punishment is good. Yes, because he's also being led to believe that sex is bad. Bad. Um, I mean, in this case, it, yeah, it, it was because sex. it was rape. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then. Um, a very drunk Mr. Sims uh, comes into the stockroom to see where everyone's got to because literally uh, there's only one other person. person. The whole party has gone missing. Um, and he comes in uh, and he's looking around, uh, kind of muttering to himself, very drunk. And then um, this is where we first see... Um, does he use an axe? He does use an axe. No, he uses a hammer on Oh, yes, he uses a hammer. So he hits him with a hammer. And then the one remaining staff member out the front, yeah. uh, a woman, uh, goes back to try and find him, sees the body, screams, runs out, goes, tries to get out, but the doors are locked. So yeah. she goes to the phone, picks up the phone, and then uh, Billy has got Billy's an axe. got an axe, and he cuts the wires. <clears throat> and then uh, she runs, she off runs screaming off. while he's trying to get the axe dislodged. Yes, and um, she does a very weird, like, kind of special move where she takes off her party hat. And puts it on a pile of boxes, so just at shelf height, so that he thinks it's her, and he's like sneaking up in his jingle suit, and, uh, <laughs> and then like he swings the axe at the boxes, they all fall, and then she is hiding behind some other boxes and pushes them on top of him. It's all very weird. Like, I don't think she would have had time to probably not. All of that. <laughs> um, and then. Uh... He finds a bow and arrow, which I think we're led to believe is a toy. But yeah, it, 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 it is—it it is an effective. <laughs> it's probably not like the ideal thing for a stocking filler, as uh, as it, it does end up being a murderous weapon. Yes. Um, so he shoots her, and then uh, at the same sort of time, uh, 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 we missed a little <clears throat> bit before the party starts. Um, Mr. Margaret Mr. Sargrant um, calls the toy shop to ask after Billy and um, the bully guy is just like oh no he doesn't work back in the stockroom anymore he's like he's a Santa and she's like woo her <laughs> alarm bells are rightfully ringing her yes. jingle bells <laughs> um so he leaves, and then she just like seconds later opens the door and sees the sees carnage. The carnage. Um, so then we um, we uh, uh, we visited another house, um, just random house, a random house where there's a young couple, Denise and Tommy, um, who are 
uh, semi-naked on a pool table. Yeah, canoodling on a pool and table. And there's some carol singers outside. And yeah. uh, she stops the... Uh, oh, this, the, this little girl called Cindy. Um, and she uh, she comes down just like, when's Santa coming? I can't sleep. And they're like, no, no, go to bed. We've <laughs> got our boobs out. <laughs> um, and then Denise loses the... Uh, the, the, the will to continue and decides to go and let the cat in or something. Well, she hears the jingling of the bells and she thinks it's the cat's oh. collar, but it's not. Well, it is actually, but it's also not. It's both. <laughs> it, it can be more than one thing. Um, so she uh, she goes out to... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, she goes out to get the cat. And let it in. And then... Um, and then he just comes in. Oh, yeah. And he, like, smashes through the door, doesn't he, actually? Yes. So yeah. Santa, Billy as Santa arrives, and uh, there's a, a scuffle ensues. Yeah. And then he picks her up. Yeah. And mounts her on like the, ta- the antlers of, of a, a taxidermy, taxidermy deer head. It's kind of iconic. Um, yeah, it's a Gurnine death. So Tommy comes down to investigate, and another uh, fight ensues. Um, which sees Tommy being thrown out of a window. Yes. And then Cindy, the little girl, um, comes uh, out of her bedroom and sees Father Christmas, and she's like, have you got me a present? And he's like, have you been naughty or nice? And she says, I've been nice. She and he's seems like, very cute, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he, he makes her like promise that she's been nice, and she says yes. So then he gifts her with the utility knife uh, that's still got splatters of blood on it from, from Pamela's <laughs> breast earlier. Yeah. Um, then we cut to another scene uh, in a forest yes. where there are two youths uh, who are about to uh, ride on some sledges. Slay the house down, Boots Mama. Yes. <laughs> um, and then they are accosted by two older bullies. Yes. Um, and they're just like, hey, give us your sledges. And one of them is like... Um, one of them's like, I want to grow up to be just like you, ugly and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the big guy who's like, he said it to him to like, roughs him up and goes, take it back, fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he punches him and the kids run yeah. off. <laughs> so then they, the bullies do get the sledges, yes. but they also get their comeuppance. They do. Um, so one of them slides down first. It's not. It's a very gentle <laughs> decline. So they do have to use their arms really mostly. Would enjoy. I don't know. Maybe it's just very mild. It's like Wee. <laughs> It's like one mile an hour. <laughs> um, so the first guy goes down first, and then the second guy comes down, and he's like, "Hey, watch this!" And as he's going down, all of a sudden, Santa pops out from behind a bush with an axe and cuts off his head. Yeah. So the boy at the end just sees a sledge coming down on its own with a headless corpse. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, followed by his head gently rolling down yes. afterwards. <laughs> um. So, uh, in the next morning, we see uh, Mr. Sargret curled up and asleep on a bench at the police station. And a policeman comes out, and he's just like, uh, it's called Captain... Well, actually, I don't know what his name is. Captain Um, Policeman. Captain Policeman. Captain Captain (laughs) A-Cab. And um, she's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I must have fallen asleep. Any news? And he's like, there have been three more murders. I know. She goes, well, yeah. She goes, any news? He goes... Oh, bad sister. 
<laughs> All bad, Mr. Sergeant. Sergeant, Mr. Sergeant. Um, Sergeant, Mr. Um, and he's just, uh, she, and she's still being really empathetic. And she's like, um, like, you've got to understand, you know, there's very good reason for his behavior. He's been through a lot. And the, the policeman's like, well, if, uh, if it's, if there's a good reason for it, we should be able to predict his his next move. And she looks horrified. And then we see a scene back at the children, the orphanage, where they're all celebrating Christmas there. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> the policeman gives other policemen orders that they should head to the orphanage. And if they see, kill us yeah, it's, they should shoot him on sight. Yes. Um, and uh, this is after them just trying to ring the orphanage to warn them, but uh, a little girl has left the phone off the hook. <laughs> Pretending to use it to do something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then back at the orphanage, uh, the kids are outside having a snowball fight and Santa approaches. And they're like, yay, and yay, And they all run up to him and the policemen shoot him from behind a few times <laughs> and he falls to the ground. Yeah. And then we see Sister Margaret and the other policeman, the like sheriff or whoever he is, in the police car. And mm. then over the radio, they're like, we've got him. And they're like, oh, we've killed him. Uh, you know, that, good. That's finally over. And then they're like, oh, but he doesn't match the description. He's 50 and he's not six foot tall. And she's like, <laughs> oh, no, that's Father O'Brien. Um, he was our Santa Claus this year. And they're like... Uh, he didn't seem to hear us when we were shouting. He didn't stop just, when he, yeah, he was being shouted at. Yeah, and um, and she's like, "Well, no, of course he didn't. He's deaf." <laughs> <laughs> I love um, so, um, uh, so they head there to um, to the uh, the orphanage, Marsh. and then we see all of the kids sat round the Christmas tree. <laughs> Mother Superior is in a wheelchair now. Yeah, and, and she's forced the police officer to leave, um, saying like, "I can make sure nobody comes in. You get out of here." Yes, um, and she makes them. Uh, she, they're, they're all obviously very distressed because they've just seen Santa Claus being shot. Um, and uh, and she's just like, "I understand why you're all very sad, but it's time to stop moping." Yeah. Uh, Ricky, fetch me my pitch pipe. <laughs> and then she turns to Sister Mar- to, to one of the nuns, not Sister Margaret, she's not there, and says, Ricky's so much nicer than his brother. Mm. And she gives him a little pitch pipe and she um, she plays one note. <laughs> and then they all sing, we wish... I can't remember. They sing a, a Christmas, Christmas song. song um, yeah. All very out of key, which rendered the pitch pipe quite uh, <laughs> redundant. <laughs> um... So uh, they're all singing, and then one of the kids looks to the window and sees that Santa is approaching, and is like, <gasps> so runs up, and then Mother Superior, who can't turn around very quickly because she's in a wheelchair, um, is like, no, no, don't! Get no, away from don't. him, get away from him! <laughs> um, and she sees that it's him, and you see Ricky, the younger brother, realise that it's, her, that it's his brother. brother. And then um, uh, Santa Claus, uh, Billy gets a gun out. No, it doesn't. No, 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 he's got a, uh, he's got the axe. The axe, though. yeah. So um, it looks like he's going to avenge Mother Superior's cunty behaviour. Um, yeah, I wish he got killed. Yeah, but then just as he goes to swing it, he's shot from behind by the police officer who's with Sister Margaret, and he falls to the floor. And in his dying breath, he says, "You're safe now." Santa Claus is gone. And then the camera um, slowly pans up and we see Ricky, the younger brother, who stood over the body looking at it. And he turns to Mother Superior and says, Naughty. (laughs) And then the film ends.
So let's talk a little bit about Robin and the Christmas representation. It's good that we filled out that bit because there's not much representation. In this <laughs> um, I don't think there's any people of colour. No, anywhere. it's entirely white. It's uh, not even in the orphanage. Nowhere. No. Um, and um, in terms of women, yeah, there are lots of boobs. There are lots of boobs, um, which I think was kind of very standard at the time. That kind of just like. Like women getting like having their webs out just in a horror film, and just like you know, you see it in like Halloween and like all the classic ones from that time. It's just like, a yeah, thing. and the boobs are always a precursor to either being killed or being whipped with a belt, yes. Um, yeah, um, so yeah, we have the kind of standard, uh, sort of sexual women, and then there's like and the murdered women, and then you have like the mother superior. Who's obviously just like a horrible bitch and abusive uh, to the children and nasty. Um, but I was going to call Sergeant Major. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Major Margaret. Um, Sister Margaret is actually lovely. And, yes. Um, she's trying her best to sort of stop Billy becoming what he he becomes in the end. Yeah. And, 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 and does even like empathise with him even after he's murdered like six yeah, people. Yeah, like it's just like you, you would understand if you'd known what he'd gone through. Yeah. You, um, know what's, you know what's really interesting about this film actually? It's kind of like, I think it is unusual for a slasher film because it follows the story of the killer. Yeah. And you do feel sorry for the killer. Yeah. Um, and on the whole, well, no, that's not true. No, but I, the, the bully he kills yeah, kind of deserves it. One. Yeah, like, if he killed the superior, I would have been down. But like the rest of them are just completely random. Well, yeah. not random. No, not I mean, not the rapey colleague. Yeah, no, he's. I mean, like he's been taught like that all these things are bad, and he's sort of been mm. traumatized by all of them. So yeah, I mean, like it. Yeah, it's, it really is random. But, but the other interesting thing about the like structure of the film is that the f- it's kind of like there's a very clear like first half and second half the first half is like backstory that shows you what he's become yeah. and then the second half is just like slasher the fun fallout yeah, yeah. Um, manifest it's like less story heavy and more just like fun, fun dance fun slasher yeah <laughs> um, so yeah I mean it's it's just... yeah I was just thinking and like I mean disability like pumps you to death of dead Santa who was deaf yeah. It's not good no, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of value, yeah, it? and it's also kind of saying that his if he wasn't deaf, he wouldn't have been shot because he would have responded when he was being shouted at. And then the other disability, of course, is Mother Superior yeah, in a wheelchair. Yeah, in a wheelchair um, and and again, it's very much like she is disabled. Like she is disabled by her wheelchair because she can't um, turn around um, quickly enough. She can't prevent. Yeah. So yeah, it's not great representation for anything, really. Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Well, that was representation. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping it brief for Christmas. <laughs> um, that turkey won't stuff itself. <laughs> um, should we do the awards? Uh, yes, for sure. Um, the Christmas Awards. Christmas Awards. <laughs> you didn't know what I was I singing there, did you? you yeah. Christmas Awards. Who will win the awards? And how many? 
Dawkins will they go? Okay, that was lovely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what is the festive version of a pumpkin? Um, uh, mince pie? No. Christmas pudding? No. Puddings. Puddings. <laughs> Just sweet little puddings. Spooky puddings. Okay, who was your best character? Uh, my best character was... Uh, well, I had two... Uh, one was the ugly baby in the car. Who <laughs> was played by a woman. Know. Yes. A well, woman. Uh, a woman! A grown woman! <laughs> Just opposite. <laughs> a, a, a baby girl. A baby I should girl. Say. Also, when I found out, I was like, oh, you know <laughs> you know who played the ugly baby? As if it was some like, really well-known <laughs> I was just like, oh, I just mean a woman. <laughs> a woman, baby. <laughs> um, so, woman, baby, ugly baby. Uh, also, the, in the in the carol singers, there's one woman who's really over singing, like she's chewing a bee or something. <laughs> yes. um, my favourite character is the doll of Miss Piggy that one of the kids oh, is yeah. playing with. <laughs> Lady Piglet. <laughs> uh, spookiest? Um, I, I don't think there is a spookiest bit. It's all quite a romp. Um, what did you think? Well, I wondered if... I wondered if the bit where Santa jumps out when he's sledging was maybe the scariest bit. Yeah. Like, you could see it coming, but it was kind of like maybe... I don't know. I mean, it's not a scary Somebody film. might have been Yeah, somebody scary. might have been scared. <laughs> Uh, what do you think was the funniest moment? I mean, it's full of... Full, it's full of lols. It is. It's, it's an absolute romp. Um, I think generally um, him trying to sneak around with his jingly bells is quite <laughs> <hilarious>. <laughs> um, I had two favourite bits. Um one is the toy shop montage when he first starts working oh, there. Um, <laughs> and then also, like, the music is really odd in this. Like, there's lots of very it's odd really choices. Fun. It was stupid. But my <laughs> other thing, my, I think the funniest bit is, like, right at the beginning, uh, after the murder in the uh, in the car, <laughs> so, yeah. and, and the camera zooms into uh, the ugly woman baby. <laughs> and the song that plays is, like, Pretty little baby. <laughs> it's like, little baby, sweet little baby. <laughs> it's like it's almost like slag was slag was ooh, slag was um uh what do you think was the best death oh there's so many good ones um I, I, like I, I'm stuck between two. I think I'm stuck between two. I think the impaling on the Debbie's mantlers and the sled. Yes, uh, yes, those are the two I said. I also re- like the the death where Tommy is thrown out of the window is a bit boring, but the um, when you see his body afterwards, it looks really cool with the big sheet big of glass. Big shards of glass yeah. coming out, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, the worst death. Probably when she gets shot with a bow and arrow, it's quite mild and it's a bit silly that there was an actual bow and arrow that could yeah. kill someone in a toy shop. Um, I mean, I guess Billy's death at the end is a bit boring because he's just shot. Yeah. But also, I didn't... I, I feel like the... At least the bow and arrow was a bit creative, whereas the 
Pamela just being stabbed with the box cutter was a bit boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> a bit boring for me. Yawn. <laughs> but on the whole, I think the deaths are great in this yeah, film. Yeah. Uh, what do you think was the queerest moment? I mean, it's I don't know. Like it's it's like I, I keep thinking like, well, Billy's just hot, so that and I fancy him, so that's the queerest moment. Um, I guess in a way, maybe when the manager sees Billy and he's like, he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what I put. So I, I had two moments. There was that bit where he first meets Billy, and then also when you see Billy's hairy bum. Oh, I love Billy's hairy bum. I love Billy's hairy bum. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the sexiest character is, of course grown-up adult Billy. Yeah, you literally, you can't believe how hot he is. He might be, like, one of the hottest killers in the, the series, like, any horror film. Yeah, I was trying to think of, I was trying to think when we were watching it if there are other slasher killers that I love, and the Candyman is hot, but yeah. he's also doesn't really kill that, he's not really a slasher, I don't think, but I guess no. he is. And then also, in Scream 1, the very androgynous boy, whose name I can't remember, you know, there's two of them, he's hot as well, but yeah, I do think Billy maybe is the top of the list. I think he's the hottest hotter of all the killers. Yeah, and I feel like I'm I'm not a very festive person, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of Christmas, but I would celebrate if it meant that just for one one night, he could come and, like, stab me, or, <laughs> or sneak in my window, or pierce me on his antlers. <laughs> Naughty, naughty, naughty. Yeah, and just like come down my chimney. Uh, he is, he's a, he's a beauty. He is an absolute beauty. Um, so how many Christmas puds? How many figgy puds for spooky you? puddings. <laughs> You're a spooky puddin'. <laughs> Thank you, you <laughs> Thank you. Um, I really love it. Like, I think maybe I'm going to be crazy just in a frivolous way and give it five. Is it? I just love it so much. Like, and it's just like, you can't, I mean, like, if if you were being technical about it, like, you'd just be like, oh, it's probably zero figgy puddings. Blah, blah, blah. No. Um, but I mean, like, I just think it's just, like, really, like, perfect. So like, I don't know why it's not more celebrated. Oh, it definitely should be. It's brilliant. Yeah. I think it's the best Christmas horror film. Yeah, definitely. Um, the other contenders, if we're discounting Gremlins is Krampus and Black Christmas. Yeah. But this is better, I think. Yeah, there are loads more, but they're, like, not... Yeah. But, yeah, this is amazing. I'd be surprised if there's one better than this, actually. Yeah, agreed. Um, sh- I'm wondering if I'll give it five figgy puddings. It's Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> and you have a figgy pudding, and you have a figgy pudding. Um, yeah. Why not? Yay, Five figgy puddings. Swimmers. This can't be our most popular film that I was unanimously mean, agree. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll give it four and a half. No, it's four Christmas. and a half. Oh. Four and a half pumpkins. He's going to kill you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> fuck for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just record 
whole Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to go with spoop, spoop, spoopy bit, spoop, spoop, spoopy bit, spoop, spoop, spoopy bit, spoopy bit. I didn't want to go. <laughs> um, so so it's time for the spoopy bit. It's time for the Christmas spoopy bit. Um, so I think uh, I, I, I did a little bit of research, as, as you do for spoopy bits, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to talk a little bit to you um, about some Christmas folklore. And I think we're all a bit tired of hearing about Krampus. Oh yeah. my God, it's Krampus this and Krampus that. If I have a pound. My favourite thing about Krampus, though, is that everybody talks about and thinks they invented it. They're like, really like, oh, have you heard about Krampus? Oh my God, Krampus. It's like, yes, everyone knows about stinky Krampus. Um, anyway, so I thought I'd talk a little bit more about some other uh, Christmas folklore. Before you do, can I just make a little recommendation for our listeners about a nice... No. Okay, <laughs> for a nice Krampus-themed uh, easy watch, um, it, there's an episode of Inside Number Nine, oh. uh, which is and it's the it's a Christmas special, um, and I don't know which series it is, but if you if you look it up, it's I can't remember what it's called, but it's set in like the seventies, um, and oh, it's I where they're in like a says. log cabin and Krampus is there, yes. and it's got it's got like the director's commentary over the top it's yes. really really good anyway that's my recommendation yes that's good it'll be on iPlayer I'm sure yeah I think it is um, so anyway back to me um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah and, and also no so so yes the first the first character we're starting off on our journey is uh, Bell Snickle ah uh, yes Do you know Bell Snickle yes and I, because uh, can you remember in the US office Dwight dresses up as Bell Snickle oh, and like whips people with sticks that's what he does but no I found out some more interesting anyway so uh, Bell Snickle is German as you might have gathered and apparently he's like a sidekick to Santa uh, but a lot correct. wait where's Krampus from also Germany ah. which is strange I don't, I, like I think yeah, I don't think Bellsnickel's meant to be purely evil. I think he's just meant to be like, anyway, we'll see what you think. Um, but he's like all dirty. And so like he's covered in like dirty pelts and like dirty fur. Um, and um, yeah, but then sometimes he wears women's clothing. And apparently, which is why he's sometimes referred to as Santa Woman. Um, and, or, 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 or Bell Schnickler. <laughs> um, and so sometimes Santa Woman is actually a woman. Um, uh, and um, but it's described as a woman with having a distinctly masculine energy, a distinctly masculine dick. <laughs> so like it's yeah, it's, it's kind of got a lot going on. So we're going to use they pronouns. Uh, yeah, from, that's respectful. Um, so apparently they have uh, sweeties that they give out mm. um, to good children. <laughs> <laughs> And then they, yeah, they whip naughty, naughty children with their stick. Sounds a bit kinky, I think. Yeah. Snickle. Reminds um, me a bit of Strul Petter. Oh, yes, of course. I don't know what you're <laughs> It's like a, I don't know if it's like a folklore figure or just like from a children's book. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's someone who is like, you might recognise the cartoons. He had like kind of wiry hair. Oh. And he would like, if you... If you stole something, you'd chop your fingers off. He had a lot like punishments Ooh, a for. Bit of an edge. Yeah, it's quite quite an edgy character. Yeah. So uh, next up is uh, La Befana. Um, uh, she's from Italy, mm-hmm. and uh, she looks like a sort of stereotype of a witch. So she has a hooked, warty nose, 
witch's hat and uh, patchwork clothing. She also mm. rides a broom. Um, but actually, La Bufina is not evil, even though she looks like a witch. Um, and uh, so she actually hands out gifts and sweets to children. Um, apparently, the folklore of La Bufina, Bufana, La Bufana, Fini, Fana, Fana, it starts with uh, the, the birth of baby Jeebus. Oh, yeah. And uh, apparently, three wise men were like, come on, La Bufina, Bufana. Uh, uh, you know what I keep thinking of? What's that song? Natara la bafina. Yes. Um, it's gasolina, that song. Anyway, uh, um, and um, so the three wives men are like, uh, come on, let's go meet the baby Jesus. And uh, she's like, actually, lads, I've got too much housework on, I can't come. <laughs> That's iconic behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after they've gone, she's like, oh shit, actually, maybe I should have gone to meet baby Jesus. So she tries to catch up with them, and she's trying and trying and trying, and then she can't catch up, so she throws herself under a tree in despair. As she's throwing herself under the tree, she knocks the branch off, and the branch becomes a magical broom, and she then flies up into the sky to try and find the baby Jeebus. And um, on the way, while she's searching for him, stopping off at different houses looking for Jeebus, she gives the children all presents. And so... see, what... <laughs> Why Why couldn't Catholicism have been like this? Because this would have... I, I'm gripped yeah. by this. Not just like some old pervs turning up with some bottles of perfume. Uh, and uh, you'll be pleased to hear the uh, Italian children's song that's chanted for uh, La Bafina. So, um, La Bafina vin di note uh, con le scarpe tutte rote col capello alla romano viva viva La Bafana. That is beautiful. Uh, and it means uh, the Bafana comes at night with worn out shoes Aww. and a Roman style cap. Uh, long live La Bafina. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> you think someone could buy us some new shoes? <laughs> right oh, I back. love La Bafina. <laughs> I also uh, like where it's just like. Do you want to come and see baby Jesus being born? It's just like, well, actually, in this patriarchal society, I have to stay at home and clean the house. So, no, no, I don't get to meet the baby Jeebus. Just the wise men who don't have anything better to do. Yeah, so she's pretty cool. Yeah, she's a babe. Um, next up, not a babe. Uh, uh, this is where we start a little Icelandic folklore Christmas uh, gnome. Um, uh, just on researching this a little bit, I realised how bonkers Icelandic folklore is, and I want to know yes, more. Yes. Uh, uh, so it will start out with Grilla, Grilla. They roll the R when they say it, so it's like Grilla, Grilla. But I think in English they just Grilla. Grilla, Grilla. So uh, Grilla hails from Icelandic folklore, uh, like I said. And um, and in this case, uh, she looks like a witch, and she is a witch. Oh. Um, looks aren't always deceiving. But, but much scarier. Mm. Um, so she has horns. Oh dear. Uh, multiple tails, and the classic, of course, warty nose. Uh. Um, she lives in the mountains, and at Christmas she comes down to try and find naughty children to eat. Uh, she sounds like the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> she gathers them up in a sack and brings them back to her cave and cooks them up into a, a lovely stew. Oh. A lovely Christmas naughty children's stew. 
Mm. Um, she's apparently been married three times, which is a little bit of weird detail. I don't understand why. Um, and, um, <laughs> is this from a Wikipedia page? <laughs> Personal life, three marriages. <laughs> Controversies. Yeah, it does eat children's stew. <laughs> And her current spouse uh, is a lazy man who just lives in a cave and doesn't do anything. So sounds about right. Um, yeah. Um, but one thing that he did do was get her pregnant thirteen times because she has thirteen sons and their names are the Yule Lads. Oh god, I thought you were going to give me all of their names. No, they do have all have names. Right? Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, the Yule Lads um, all appear sequentially on the days leading up to Christmas. And each have their own special way of tormenting. They're all really mostly quite mild, but they do include stealing sausages, uh, harassing sheep, and uh, eating yogurts. Not only does she have an annoying collection of sons, uh, but she also has a gigantic Yule cat. Um, So the, the, the Yule cat... Uh, is more terrifying than the Yule Lads, um, in so much as it's a monstrous giant cat. A monstrous cat. A monstrous And uh, it comes to the homes of children. It's like as big as a house, and it comes to the homes of children, looks in the window, and it checks whether they have new clothes from last Oh, week. yes, uh, I've heard of this. Yeah, they're like, um, and they have to have had new clothes gifted to them, or I guess they could have bought their own clothes, perhaps. Uh, yeah, the cat's probably Christmas. not going to go through the receipts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if they don't have any new clothes, then it eats them. Yeah, I feel like there's a there might be a few different folklores about having to have new clothes on Christmas. I wonder if that's just like thing. a way of forcing people to buy their children clothes because it's like it's not a story for children; they can't do anything about it. <laughs> Mum, mm. please buy me new clothes. I don't want to be eaten by a giant cat. <laughs> big Yule cat's looking through my window with its big beady eyes. <laughs> um, so final, uh, we're coming back to oh, home, I never wanted home, to end. home shores now. Oh. Uh, so uh, we're, we're going to be talking about uh, the Welsh uh, Mardi Lloyd, but it's uh, spelt in Welsh um, M-A-R-I. L W Y D. So that's Marby Lloyd. So I had to look up how to say that. Marty Lloyd. So it's not Mari even. Anyway. Mm. So um Marty Lloyd is a tradition, seemingly straight out of Wickerman, because it's so weird, it's like very pagan, where locals dress up a horse skull uh with ribbons and bells and Christmas decorations nice. and then put a sheet over it so that it looks like a ghost with the hook the horse head sticking out. And um and then they carry it around to people's houses and then they knock on the house door and uh, they're like, they, this, this bit I couldn't really understand, but this is what the tradition is, that they, they basically get into like a battle of verses and insults with the owners of the house. So they have to like sing limericks and like insult <laughs> each other. <laughs> I can't imagine that going down very well in Hackney. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, um, when when the rap diss battle is over, um, they either like you either win or lose, but it doesn't matter either way because either way you have to let them all come in the house, including the Marty Lloyd, and um, have treat them to food and drinks. Um, and uh, so basically, that whole bit, I don't know what the purpose of it is, but they're having. I'd a... have the chain on that. Occupado. <laughs> 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 
And so, yeah, once that's over, they all come in, including the Marty Lloyd, and they have their drinks, and apparently uh, Marty Lloyd uh, uh, is good luck and uh, scares away any kind of bad luck for the coming year. So, yeah, and still, still people still do it. There's like, I saw some stuff on YouTube that's worth looking at. It's very disgusting looking. Gross. So, yeah. Do you have any funny Christmas traditions? Um, yeah, I'd like to dress up a horse skull and parade it round. <laughs> and have lim- limerick battles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I go out with my 13 sons to uh, eat yogurt and steal sausages. <laughs> a friend of mine once told me about her funny uh, Christmas tradition, which was uh, before the turkey went in the oven, yeah, all of the... <laughs> Not quite. All of the family would line up and one by one they'd all slap the turkey. Oh, I thought you were going to say kiss it. I was like, oh God, salmon. Kiss it, Suck out all its giblets. <laughs> Mother, suck the giblets out. We all spanked it. <laughs> Sexy Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Bloody Mary's Podcast, and that's Mary's with a Z. And thanks for our theme tune from uh, The Pink Pound. Uh, You can follow them at The Pink Pound Sound. And if you're enjoying Bloody Marys, please like, subscribe and share with all your friends.